Today is the first Sunday of the month, and so we'll take up our second collection for the United Catholic Appeal. I want to tell you a little bit about Bishop Daniel, Bishop, our Bishop. Um, since he's been here, he's really reorganized, in particular, the diocesan offices. Before, whenever you got a call from the diocese, so to speak, um, you're always worried about what they were going to tell you, complain about something, tell you to do something, etc. Um, but he's reorganized the offices so that they're not so much like top-down telling you what to do, but they're responsive to what the parishes need. We have already directly benefited from this reorganization of bishops' um, offices. For example, we have a new principal, uh, Melissa Marti, and numerous times already the director of Catholic schools has been here visiting with her, helping her, uh, helping her get those skills that she needs so she can effectively lead our school. We're working on getting the alumni of our school getting a database together. <laughs> Think of all those years and all the people who have gone through Sacred Heart School and Queen of Peace Catholic School. Um, information all over the place, sometimes on old papers. The diocese has been helpful with us getting those together, even getting funds for us to pay college kids to type in all that information into databases. So we have directly benefited from this new organization of the diocesan offices being outwardly focused. And so this is Bishop's appeal. This is how we support him in his mission for our diocese. And so I really ask you to intentionally contribute to this. Again, 1% of your household income, if everyone did that, we would easily meet our goal. And if you weren't prepared today to give, that's okay. You can go home, write a check. You can go to the website, my weekly blast from the pastor. You can find a link there uh, to give easily. I really encourage you and thank you for your generosity and, hoping and helping us meet our appeal goal and um, sustaining, supporting bishops, a mission in our diocese. Peter, Peter, Peter. Tisk, 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 we can say, right? In today's gospel, except for that we are all Peter. Last week, he was on top of the world. He couldn't be higher up. Who do people say the Son of Man is? Who do you say that I am? Peter says, you are Christ, Son of the living God. It was God the Father who revealed that to Peter to say those very faithful words and prophetic words. He was on top of the world. You are Peter upon this rock. I'll build my church. I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. He has God's very own divine authority. And then today, not so much. He hears Jesus saying that he must suffer and die. And so he takes Jesus to the side and says, God forbid it, Lord. No such thing shall happen to you. And then Jesus turns to Peter and says, Get behind me, Satan. You're an obstacle to me. <laughs> Top of the world, God's divine authority. You are Satan, an obstacle to me. And we know this won't be the end of Peter's foibles. At the Last Supper, 
Jesus is going around washing the apostles' feet. And when he gets to Peter, Peter says, No, Lord, not me, not mine. You shall never wash my feet. How does Jesus respond? If I don't wash your feet, your feet, Peter, you will have no inheritance with me. And then later that night, same night, he says, One of you will betray me. And Peter says, Oh, not me, Lord. Peter, I solemnly declare that before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. But eventually Peter will slowly climb his way. He will grow. He will become that great leader, the rock that the church needs. He'll become our first pope, even to the point of witnessing laying down his life, being crucified upside down in Rome. The Christian life is not one rocket shot straight up to holiness, to sanctity, to heaven, to perfection. Rather, it's much more like this. But holiness is possible because of Jesus Christ, because of his mercy. Sanctity is possible because of mercy, the mercy we have because of Jesus Christ. One of the great ways or definitions of looking at mercy is this. Mercy is the way for us fallen human beings to deal with our inadequacies that does not crush us. Mercy is a way for us to deal with our sinfulness, our weakness, our failures that doesn't destroy us. Because left on our own, the weight of our guilt, of our sin, it will crush us. But we're not left on our own. We have a way of dealing with our failures that will not crush us. Because you're going to do sinful, cruel things, stupid things, even as you define them. So you're guilty before yourself and your own standards. Forget about what others may say about you and what you do. That's the reality that all of us face just by being human. People talk about Catholic guilt. I think that's nonsense. It's about being human. It's about having a conscience. Some people, they can think they can ignore their conscience. But unless you are totally unself-aware, you realize that you are guilty before yourself and before God, that you have fallen short, you have missed the mark. You and I have to deal with the fact that you and I We are not the people we should be. And so we stumble forward with our inadequacies. But as a Catholic, we can do this. We have a way forward. We have the great sacrament of confession. You go to confession every month or so, sooner, if we're conscious of a grave sin. You go to the priest and you say, Here are the ways I've been really stupid. Here are the ways I've hurt myself, I've hurt God, I've hurt others. You try to detail them out to your best of your ability. And in principle, you're trying to rectify those faults. You do this, one, by acknowledging them, taking responsibility for them, and two, by resolving not to commit them again. And then the priest says, on behalf of God, that's good enough. You're all good. The slate is wiped clean. You say some prayers, do penance, but the slate is wiped clean. You get to start again anew. 
And you're going to go and be a fool again, all of us are. But at least for now, we get to start over and begin again. I'd like to just maybe clarify one thing. Because we have confessions before every Mass, and sometimes Father gives you a penance before Mass that you can't finish right before Mass, oftentimes I'll tell spouses to do something kind for their spouse or compliment their spouse in some way or tell a kid, um, I want you to do a chore around the house that'll take you five or ten minutes, and you can't do that right right before Mass. But that's okay, okay? You're absolved of your sins in confession. You can come then and receive Holy Communion, all right? Penance is just a way that we we start to try to um, restore the injustice that our sins committed. But you're forgiven. You're absolved in confession. You can receive communion immediately, even if you do not complete your penance. Now, again, we offer confession every day before Mass, First Saturdays now from 10 to 11 a.m. on Saturdays, first Saturday, confession is available. But next week in particular is a wonderful opportunity again, our back-to-school penance service. From 4 to 7 p.m., there'll be priests here. You can just come in, go to confession, and you can leave. A great way, again, to receive God's mercy. My friends, we only lose if we give up and we stay down and we refuse to repent and go to confession. Because the Catholic Church always offers us mercy. We are guilty, but we have a a way of dealing with that guilt that does not crush us. We have a way of dealing with our sinfulness, our inadequacies, that doesn't destroy us. We can stumble forward, starting over and over again with a clean slate. What a blessing it is to be Catholic. What a blessing the sacrament of confession is.